the sack third hour of our show by going right back to the phones and we'll go to Bobby on the south side. Bobby, you're on KDK. How you doing, Mr. Moore? Real fine. How about you? Oh, I can't complain. Every day above ground beat the dirt now. Amen. Yeah, there you go. All oh, man. Mm. Oh, there's a couple things I wanted to allude to. One is that there's no where I live at on over here on the south side there is no free Wi-Fi to um, people who don't have access to com uh, computers. So how the children going to go to school? What was the last part of that? How is what? Huh? How is the city going to do no what? School. They said they postponed it till um, late spring or er late spring or early spring of this year. So, um... If you don't have a computer and you don't have access to Wi-Fi, how you going to keep up? Well, that's a good question. That's that's one of the problems many school districts are trying to solve. They ain't trying to solve it because if they don't solve it, you don't want to build Gates or somebody like that. You know what I'm saying? He make all the computers. Yeah, I heard something uh, the other day they was giving off computers to everybody, you know, and then open up Wi-Fi sections in their communities. But why not in these communities? Well, it's a difficult proposition. I don't know the answer to the question, but I think you've put your finger on uh, part of the problem that the school districts are having with remote learning. Not everybody has Wi-Fi. Okay, okay, I'll see you on that one. There's question number two. All right. Okay, if this was supposed to be the right thing to do, like Donald Trump and all that, why stop worrying about Donald Trump? He got exposed, and uh, that what he did. And, uh, you know, sorry, I got a southern boy. My people from Arkansas, too. Riceville, Little Rock. Okay. And, uh, but that's neither here nor there. But, uh, you know, he ain't going to get charged. They ain't going to do all that to him. Well, he's so already he... been charged, but, but you're right. He won't get convicted because they don't have the votes in the Senate. I think where he's going to have a problem is uh, if there are other private lawsuits or the Southern District of New York brings a lawsuit against uh, him. Uh, that's where he's going to have some problems. Well, that's why he ain't been up in New York. They can't serve him, you know. Here, yeah, they here. can. They can serve him. This is a federal charge. They can serve him oh, anyway. Federal pieces like that. Uh, if I did something, if a pro, you know, economically challenging person did something, and that went federal beef, they'd be on him like this. <laughs> like Pac-Man. <laughs> is that how they be on him? <laughs> <laughs> Well, keep watching. Well, keep watching. That's where he's going to have a problem, I guarantee you. Okay, Bobby? Uh, all right. Oh, I got one more beat. All right, one more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, this ain't a beat. This is a thing. You know, you can't keep treating, treating people each other bad. Now, who knows that better than American people like us? Well, uh, I, you know I think saying? you can 
keep treating people bad. They do it all the time. You can't change their mind. <laughs> you got to wait till they die off. Well, if, you, if you put them back down, if you put poison in their minds, they're going to keep poison generation, generation, generation. Well, that's right. You can't wait till they die off because each generation will poison the ne poison the next generation's thinking. Themselves. Yeah. That means you're not enlightened. You're right. You feel me? If you ain't enlightened, you can't be enlightened. I hear you. So there you go. All right. Thank you. All right. Thanks. All right. Bye. Um, I saw uh, a program after my documentaries aired on WQED about the Freedom Rides. I mentioned it before. And some of the old video that they had was just what Bobby was talking about. Uh, the kind of hateful rhetoric that some of those people had back then in the early 60s when these Freedom Rides were going on uh, was being espoused when they met that bus, when they tried to uh, beat up those people and say there'd never be uh, any integration and I think some of those theories uh, still uh, hold sway today in younger people's minds. Uh, they keep poisoning the next generation's mind about what people want. Let's go to Ron in California. Ron, you're on KDK. Thank you. I've been listening, and uh, I listened to a man state about the poison mindsets that transferred generationally. And uh, when I think about mindsets, I think about the biases that advertisers use and politicians use, and if they can use, um, you know, cultural and genetical uh, mindsets that are transferred. I'm, I'm concerned about what's taking place and why uh, we can't bring forward students who can understand the emotions that bring you the thoughts and prejudices. And look at look back at what what their evolution from a child on has brought them to. Where can we find a study? I work with student service projects, and so I kind of think in that way. And I'm seeing that these students now, with this COVID-19 and how they're responding, they they're starting to see the pictures, like the vaping and how that was put forward as a fast track before it had really final approval, and how it was advertised to them specifically. Uh, they see it. And they see the, this former administration and what it's done and how he has used basically the, the pre-prejudices, the biases of people, and, and manifested that in a more contemporary version, uh, no different than Hitler or other you know, dictators have done. But where is it now that we can bring education? We can, we can in student journalism, bring forward the thought of being self-reflective, seeing where your own biases are. And you don't want to call it psychological or not just a contemporary understanding of why one believes and why one pushes forward a certain thought and if that thought is actually something that is preservative of, of human society or life itself health issues and all the rest of it uh, sir it's it's complex when I hear your callers and they're sincere they have a belief but where do those beliefs come from are they correct in some yes are can they change the bigger picture by manifesting thoughts forward that are not carrying biases that are negative? Where is the answer here, sir? Uh, you know, I, I wish I knew, uh, but I don't. As long as uh, the older generation um, lays their own biases on the younger generation, whether it's about smoking or 
or uh, other ideas that uh, people have uh, about race, uh, you know, I think that poison will go down generation to generation. Well, that, that's as it's been. Where can we now with the communication? I mean, <clears throat> I've done a lot of work in the past, and I didn't have the Internet. None, none of us had the Internet. Uh, and we had telephones. We had ways of communicating. There were talk shows going way back, minimal, yes, but now they're on the mainstream. Can the talk shows be part of that? Can student service projects be you part know, of that? You know, talk it? shows are probably a bigger part of the problem, oh, uh, sure. to tell you the truth, than they are of the solution. I view them as places where we have, can have town hall meetings and people can can uh, express their opinions, uh, no matter how off-base some of the opinions are. But some of the people who lead some of the talk shows uh, come with such biases and lay them out that they affect people. Uh, and I, I think that's where that uh, QAnon comes from. They just they don't even know who the person is, but they lay these biases out there and people accept them and swallow them sink. Hook, line, well, and sinker. Wouldn't those, wouldn't those individuals have had a preset bias for that to be stimulated to bring it forward? Not necessarily. So the articles I read about the lady in the pink hat, she was, she was taking care of her eight children and 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 uh, taking care, of, you know, trying to sell cheese for a living. She had exhibited no biases that anybody knew. She wasn't a wing nut or anything. And all of a sudden, she starts listening to this stuff, and she believes it, and she's down there in the Capitol yelling over a microphone and helping to beat down the doors. I think a lot of times these people don't don't get it right, you know? Well, in her case, I don't know the case, but I could I could suspect from my view, at least, that somewhere in her history, no matter how young she was and where it came from, that she needed something to give her a recognition of who she is and what she's about and I think that that might be a lack in an individual for some reason or another or might be a pre-pressed bias that comes forward in a different subject. Well that I mean, could be there. true uh, I, I mean how do you know uh, as Ella said uh, some people who are lacking with uh, a certain foundation um, you know glom on to anything that's, that's true. That that is the that is the bottom line. That's how someone can use the media and keep uh, uh, exp expanding on on a subject that that interests people and brings them forward to that thought. It is almost like a preacher con continuing to preach the specific and therefore invading the mindset and making that part of their nature. And if you say it by rote over and over and over again, uh, it becomes true. What did Mark Twain say about a lie? It can get around the world before the truth gets its boots on. Oh, my God. We have the advertising industry, don't we? And who yeah. owns that and where does that come What's from? What's his name? Charles Bernays? And, and you know, I, 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 was, I watch a lot of old movies sometimes when I'm not reading. And one of the things I notice is that everybody is smoking left, ah. right, and sideways. That's one of your big issues. And I think yeah. when you see all these movie stars smoking, and it's not just the old movies. Sometimes when I tune into the new movies, they lighten up just like they did then. And everybody knows the damage that smoking can cause. But uh, Hollywood's doing it, so I'll try it too. It impresses young minds. Well, look at the look at the propaganda in the major cigarette companies. Oh, uh, you know, what are the old brands of cigarettes that we had that everyone had free? Yeah, the Marlboro Man, all that stuff. You know, rugged yep. individualism. 
so they sell you your sexuality right there. Yeah. I mean, sir, it's a big question, but I think with students coming back and understanding why they feel a certain way, is that way really their thought, or is that something that's been set into their mindset and it is an individual? Individuals now maybe can have a better Yeah, what came first, the chicken or the egg? All, all right. right. Thank that's, you, Ron. Thank you. All right. in San Francisco. We're having a California show today here. One Californian right after the other. Hi, you on Kitty Gay. Oh, hi, Chris. Uh, yeah, I was... Um, I, uh, the, I'm glad uh, Charles Bernays got into the uh, discussion there. That was... Um, there, there's so much culpability of, uh, you know, how... He, for listeners that aren't aware of he was uh, Sigmund Freud's uh, nephew. And he basically taught the uh, propagandists how to use uh, propaganda through advertising, and basically changed the you know the course of world's direction, and uh, the idea that we're being tricked and lured into you know making incredibly stupid uh, decisions. Uh, I'm not sure if it was you or Ron that used the expression uh, uh, about selling sexuality. But there's that old uh, biblical line from the Old Testament about Esau selling his birthright for a bowl of beans. Mm-hmm. Give and, me some uh, of that red stuff, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, it, you know, that, that part of the uh, discussion really needs a lot more work. You know, I, I was interested in uh, the stimulus package and the idea, of, uh, you know, the dollar value of what needs to be in the stimulus. And uh, one of the earlier callers mentioned the dollar value of how much the capital had uh, been damaged. And I was just going to add, in his case, uh, I think he was saying it was like, uh, what, $515 million. Uh, but that's to this running moment. You know, the, the ticker is still running, uh, you know, the ticker is still running because the National Guard's out, all of the... Well, he mentioned the figures for the National Guard, the D.C. police. Uh, it, it really adds up when you start adding those things in. Well, sure, and and the since these uh, the various Congress people are still getting death threats, uh, you know, I was able to uh, get on a talk show not too long ago with somebody who uh, had been one of the creeps who uh, was given death threats to, to our Congresswoman Pelosi. And, uh, you know, the idea that she's getting hundreds of death threats a day and how much that has to cost the taxpayer. And the base, you know, based upon lies, total uh, lies to the American uh, public are just being propounded into an escalating bill that uh, Trump has taken no responsibility for. Starting a couple of weeks ago, I started uh, getting on these right-wing shows and demanding that Trump pony up a hundred million bucks for the repairs to the Capitol. How soon did they hang up on you? <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, that, that's a big part of it, but it, apparently it's taken effect because I've gotten on some network shows with it, and they're starting to, you know, when I, when I lay it out that Trump is supposed to be a property manager, you know, the president is supposed to be the property manager of America, mm-hmm. and that we the people elect a guy every four years to be the property manager of America, and Trump, being a hotel man, uh, should know what it's like when you rent a room to a, a 
you know, a rock band or something and like they that. they tear and, it up. <laughs> yeah. So here uh, along comes Trump's uh, crew that go into the Capitol building, tear it up, and uh, and he doesn't want to take responsibility for it. And so it's as things have gone, you know, from the first day I started spouting it uh, to just a day or so ago, now they're saying, well, maybe the protesters should pay some, but Trump should pay the balance. So it's, uh, you know, it, it's, it's having its effect. But uh, there were a couple of things that come into it with the stimulus. I don't, I don't know if you've ever seen the equation uh, about food stamps, but they say that uh, for every $1 food stamp that comes into your congressional district, it usually turns into about $1.85. Uh, because most of the food stamps tend to be st uh, spent at a corner store or at the farmer's market, somehow or another where uh, the the local merchant then spends it on something else local. That and dollar turns, turns over in the community. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I've been hearing that dollar eighty uh, five figure for probably 30 years, and I just looked it up on the USDA website, and they're saying that it's down to a dollar fifty-four, mm. which means that Trump and his Republicans have basically ruined the concept of food stamps so much that instead of it uh, one dollar turning into a dollar eighty-four or a dollar eighty-five, it turns into a dollar fifty-four, which is still an increase, but that means that we've lost thirty cents on the on the bargain. But it's still the so when you start looking at the stimulus money. If the Republicans want to, you know, stingy uh, grant us three hundred dollars, uh, but um, Biden is talking fourteen hundred. When you start looking at a one to one five four ratio uh, of three hundred, which is kind of meaningless, versus fourteen hundred magnified to one point five four, then that really gets into some local magnification of of the an economy that's been ripped apart. And so, for the Republicans to pretend that they're uh, fiscal conservatives. A fiscal conservative would say, why would I not want to uh, add this magnification to my local congressional Yeah, but they business? never look at it like that. Well, I keep using that expression, fake conservatives, because they are not. They're, they're the Roy Cohn conservatives. Yeah. They're the ones that Naomi Klein, shock doctrine, disaster economics. Disaster capitalist, yeah. Yeah, and they have no desire to increase the economy. And I'll wrap up with, uh, you had an earlier caller that was talking about the schools and uh, no Wi-Fi in the local district. We started dealing with this issue uh, probably over 20 years ago out here in San Francisco, and it was discussed whether or not the city would come up with its own Wi-Fi and, uh, and manage it itself. And that when you start looking at the idea that a merchant, a commercial uh, operation, can turn a, a little bit of electricity into tens of thousands of dollars, why can't the uh, local school district come up with their own Wi-Fi system, which would then uh, not only create an income stream for the school district, but it would also create a, a I wonder if they're prohibited by FCC law from getting into the telecommunications business. I doubt it. I think the biggest thing is, is you know, what you call the IT managers, uh, the people who, uh, you know, oversee it. 
But if for the most part, it could be run by the county, it could be run by the state, it could be run by the city, it could be run by the school district. And who, you know, who would they hire, for example, to make sure there aren't hackers or, you know, people? You, the biggest thing is you don't want to make sure. Well, that's sure another that the, expense for a school district, though, isn't it? Do they do well, school districts have the budget to carry something like that out? I, I don't think that it's going to be as difficult as all that. Uh, part of it is to make sure that the school records are not on the same wavelength, let's say, uh, so that a hacker couldn't come in and get all the school records. Uh, but the idea that the the kids would be able to to use it for their, uh, you know, for their uh, schooling, and that the uh, if somebody was to hack it, uh, the IT people would be able to basically tell and uh, you know monitor their movements. But the uh, the idea that you could take a tiny piece of electricity and magnify it into a whole lot of uh, public good uh, is is really what the issue is and hiring good quality IT overseers. Well, you, uh, you, you're full of ideas. I hope people are listening. All right, I got to take this break, man. Thanks yeah, a take lot. Take care. Okay. Uh, yeah, he is full of good ideas. Uh, we've got one more hour of our program left. Our number is 866-391-1020. We'll be right back. 